Are you scared? How many times you can hear it, it makes you still laugh. It makes you picture Marlon Wayne's high as shit next to Ghostface high as shit. Hello, everybody. My name is Tommy James, a.k.a. Mr. Oh So Smooth, a.k.a. The Smooth Effect himself. And welcome to Flickbook Horror, your number one in your heart. Favorite horror movie podcast. Of course, because this podcast is for the non-average horror movie viewer or a newbie yes today we have ourselves a doozy we finally and and honestly in the long run finally have gone to a legitimate horror film but before Mm -hmm. we get into that time to introduce the panelists the people that are going to decide if this film gets in the flick book let's start off with my tag team partner he's coming all the way down from brooklyn new york he weighs probably about 205 pounds because of his height he's none other than the music man mr malave what's up tommy james how you doing and thank you for that beautiful intro and thank you for that slim weight because uh i've been putting on a little pounds up in here and there but uh we're gonna go with 205 but yes i'm excited flick book horror we back at it and um we have ourselves a movie we have ourselves a, a, a i mean just the name of it itself the possession how can you not think about horror you know what i mean and i'm ready to get into it man i'm ready i'm yeah. excited yes me too sir but of course mr malave as you know we are not alone okay because we didn't choose this film no okay and this we went back into the archives okay we went back and back and back to the archives because i thought i was like you know we're family and we need our family yes ladies and gentlemen i brought her on she's ready she chose the movie the first lady of the second rounds the colorful hair herself the phoenix herself Ladies and gentlemen, from the Phoenix Gate Podcast, Jade Phoenix! Hi! What's up, Phoenix Gate Nation? How you doing, guys? I missed hey, you. How you doing, Jade? I haven't seen it's you in so long. Jade. Hi, Jade. Hi! Hi! I mean, everybody out there in Flickbook land, it is your girl, Jade Phoenix, and I am here with the tag team duo of horror! And I am super, super excited to be here. Like, you guys have no idea. And that was an amazing intro. Thank you, Mr. Smooth. Thank oh, you. my God. Thank you. I'm working on it. I'm trying to get it as better. Since we don't really talk wrestling as much, so now this is our version of, like, horror wrestling. So, you know, we got to get excited when we do our I intros. Mean, the hype is real, sir. Hey, you did I agree. Good. You did good, yo. You Thank did you. good. Thank you. Thank you so much. So, Jade, you... We allowed you to choose the movie, and you chose The Possession. Can um, Right off the bat, what made you pick this film? Well, see, now this, I believe, is one of the more underrated noob horror films. Like if you are new to the horror genre and you want to get your feet wet, but you're not quite sure. And, you know, you don't really want to go with like all the big names because they're all hyped. Some of them overhyped. Let's call a spade a spade here. But I figured this movie was a little bit not off the beaten track. It's more parallel. Because it, it gets you into, like, uh, the I like to call it the feet wetter 
genre of mm-hmm. horror. So that's why I picked this movie. Plus, honestly, daddy's in it. So why not? <laughs> She's talking, of course, about Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yes. He, he is a star. It was between him or Mattis Yahoo, though. though. I'm not calling him daddy. I'm not sure oh, if she's talking. That's fine. I'm, that's fine. Between me me and Ashley Smash, Smashbox, we got that daddy on lock. <laughs> well, it could be Mattis Yahoo, too. I mean, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's Jeffrey D. Morgan. It is. It's, I mean, it's, hello. It is, it is <laughs> guaranteed JDM right there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yes, I, that was one thing I know because I've never seen this film. And uh, Mr. Malave, I know you also, this is your first time seeing this movie. Yes, exactly. First time. Uh, what was your first reactions when hearing that we're doing this film? I mean, I I, I was interested. I was like, all right, well, I finally, um, I finally am going to watch it because, you know, I remember when it came out and everything else, too. I was just, I don't know what it was, but I, it never, I never gravitated towards watching it. You know what I mean? But that's the power of the flick book, right? We pick movies sometimes that we wouldn't normally see and we are forced to see it, um, which is, which is a good thing. So, I mean, my initial reactions towards the movie, I mean, I, I thought it was a, a decent plot, you know, of course, um, it was, uh, it was executed fairly well. Uh, and yeah, I mean, the last couple minutes of this movie are, are kind of, kind of great. You know what I mean? Um, everything else is kind of like it, it, you know, it, it was just there for me. It was good. We're going to break it down some more, but like, you know what I mean? I, did I say, I, was I bored? No. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I enjoyed watching it. Okay, yeah, uh, me too. Like, uh, not seeing this movie before. I remember seeing, like, the poster and maybe the trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, but it didn't, I didn't feel like I should go, like, oh, I must see this film. And, of course, yeah. like you mentioned, that's kind of what this show is about, especially in the horror genre itself. We get to open up and see movies that maybe we passed on. Now we can check it out, and we'll see if we like it or not. Um, and Jeffrey Dean Morgan stood out, obviously, but this was before Negan. So this is more mm-hmm. like when he was the comedian. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, well, definitely at this time, he was he was in Supernatural when he was the father. So he wasn't the biggest name of all time until the Negan thing really hit. And Mattis Yahoo, I'm, I'm not going to lie. When I saw the name, I'm like, is that the king without a crown guy? That's the that's the Hasidic <laughs> Jew, right? And yes, it is. And he, honestly, I'm going to say it right off the bat. I loved him in this film. He's in yeah, it very yeah. little, I mean, but I loved him. Played the fucking rabbi. <laughs> he did. I mean, it, we're talking about a movie here that like they had names that were big. But you had to be in the genres that they were big in. Was it in like Ali Beal, like the the wife or some shit? Wait, wait, no, uh, Kira Cedric. Kira Cedric. I've yeah, seen Kira her Cedric. somewhere. I've seen her some. That's a lot the closer. Of yeah, she's the in yes, the closer. The closer. Yeah. Okay, okay, that's what it was. Yeah, Alec McBeal. My bad. <laughs> yeah, and, and believe it or not, like actually from this movie, the a lot of people's careers started to really, even though the movie itself wasn't like super box box office big buster kind of thing mm-hmm. they um they actually went on to do a lot more things because they did this movie mm-hmm. surprisingly which you know it, it thrust them into a spotlight and a lot of people who i know the supernatural fans because i know a lot of supernatural fans thanks to being with that fandom a lot they when they saw this movie they were like oh my god jeffrey dean morgan and then honestly i believe if i'm not really a huge walking dead fan but i believe that he also wasn't he also doing the batman movie at this point in time no with uh, with ooh. um affleck 
No, or no, was it Batman it, versus Superman around the same time? This was 2012, no. so yeah, no, I don't think so. Not at all. I don't think so. It was before. Yeah, this definitely was beforehand, but not yeah. too far before. I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Negan came around season seven of The Walking Dead. So, I mean, Walking Dead started 2010, so 2017. So it it was like five years removed from it. So, um, but I mean, he 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 did The Watchmen. He was in The Watchmen before. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was in Watchmen because he was the comedian. That's what people kind of recognized him for in Supernatural, of course. But I know Batman v Superman. I looked it up right now. It actually came out in 2016. So we're not too far off. We're only technically four years off. If you ask me, I think that this movie kind of like thrust him into that spotlight where they were just like, oh, okay, we see you, sir. Like, hello. Yeah, I think I think think it helps. Grow your beard and Negan. Cut your hair. Yeah. Like, I, think, I think more. I think more of Negan as like the character that kind of catapulted him into all of this, like Jeffrey D. Morgan, like who we know now, um, because of that role. But yeah, I could see how they were just like, oh, you can hold your own in a in a movie. You're you could be a star. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's it's very possible. And we are pretty stuck on Mr. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. So it's pretty early, but I think we have to play real quick. We got a game we have to play. It's a newbie newbie game. It's called What's Your Cocktail or What's Their Cocktail? So we're going to start with Mr. Malave for Jeffrey Dean Morgan. What is his cocktail based on his looks in this film? Oh, okay. Um, so this one, this one was, this is a little hard. This is a little hard because, like, every time I see Jeffrey D. Morgan, I see Negan, and that's a different cocktail. That is a definitely a different cocktail, right? Uh, you know, but uh, in this movie, Mr. Jeffrey Dean, I gotta say, it's more like a like an Irish coffee. Oh, you know Irish mean? coffee. So, so like you 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 get your coffee to wake you up in the morning, right? It gives you that nice jolt of energy, right? Okay. So that's where the like, you see him. He's coaching basketball, and you're like, all right, he's a nice little cup of coffee. You know what I mean? And then you know, and that that was for you, Jade. You know, nice little cup of coffee. You know what I mean? Um, and then you know, but then shit starts hitting the fan. You know what I mean? And and then, like, you know, he's even talking to the ghost, like, yeah, take me, motherfucker. And that's just that little extra spice that you need in that Irish coffee. Nice little little whiskey in there, a little Irish, Irish whiskey in there, a little scotch. You know what I mean? So for me, I think Jeffrey D. Morgan in the possession is a nice Irish coffee. An Irish coffee. Okay, let's see if Jade can top that. Jade, what is Jeffrey D. Morgan? What is his cocktail? For me, honestly, he's not quite much a cocktail. I say in this movie, he is definitely a black and tan. Black and tan, a beer. He's definitely a black and tan because the wonderful thing about a black and tan is it's comfortable. It's well known. It makes you feel good, you know, when you have enough of them. And that's honestly how his role feels in this because he's a father. Mm -hmm. But they will fuck you up. (laughs) <laughs> like, Back. like, let's call a spade a spade here. Black and tans are great. Add a little shot of JMO, and you got a car bomb. So, I mean, he's a black and tan to me. Very nice, good choice. Um, I actually went with Jeffrey D. Morgan being an old fashioned. Um, oh, that's, nice. that's what I got the feel from him in this because he gave me that old fashioned kind of feel of a father type figure. Yep. Good way that Jade put it as well. Um, he it reminds me of like you know he just they just got divorced technically. You know he's a little down on the. Not too down, but like he's not too comfortable with the scenario. He has something that's going on that could be great for him. 
but you know he still has his family here like an old fashioned an old man in a sense because he he has that deep voice when jeffrey d morgan talks so yeah i'm gonna go with an old fashioned for jeffrey dean choice. morgan and i think we Very have some choice. great choices here and anybody should go to the bar and say i would like myself a jeffrey dean morgan and the bartender is going to get confused because there's too many drinks three drinks that they got to pick so good choices guys good choices yeah yeah you know i i love how we all are just like yeah you know a little shot of jmo in anything you know and it just yeah. I, I think at first the i was whiskey, like yeah, yeah. He's, he's a shot he's a shot of jmo like but i was like no nah, it's a little more complex than nah, that, I, they, I could see him i mean i can see him having a lot of jameson shots if oh, you yeah. went to the bar with him, I could definitely see him doing that. But uh, maybe one day we'll find out if we ever get a chance to talk to him like that. So let's get over to the overall setting of this film. Uh, pretty much takes place. It's it's in New York. It's supposed to be upstate. It's supposed to be New upstate because they go suburbs. to Brooklyn, which is hilarious, by the way. The fact <laughs> that they it, he's got to go get Mass Yahoo and he goes to Borough Park and you're like, he goes, <laughs> I, was right, I was I'm watching it. I was like, so he came a couple blocks away from me. huh? Yeah. <laughs> I, I really do believe that this film is because it's technically based on a true story. Technically. Technically. I mean, obviously, they take poetic license with it. But sure. I really do believe that this is um, supposed to be based, like, I think, up in Westchester kind of an area. So it's like it's suburby city adjacent, mm -hmm. but still not New York City itself. Right. And I don't care. Don't at me. That's true. Anything above the Bronx is upstate New York. I don't care. Yeah. In Yonkers, yeah, sure, yeah, I, I agree. That's actually the vibe I got from this, too. It, it gave me, like, a Yonkers kind of vibe. Westchester's a really good one, too, where how to get to Brooklyn, I mean, we see him when he's driving, you know, he's he takes the bridge, so in right. that case, I looked at it, yeah, he's probably upstate, and he's go has to go to Bro, which, again, I still laugh, Borough Park is the typical place to go, so we would know, and it, it just worked there out. or, like, Flushing. <laughs> King's Highway. King's Highway was a big yeah, one. No, King, yeah. Or, or even, even believe it or not, um, the uh, west side of Washington Heights. Yes. Interesting. But enough. it was Borough Park. We saw the train. Yeah, yeah, come on. We saw the train. It was Borough Park. It was Borough Park. Uh, Mamadis is right up the block. And that's yeah. fine. Yes. <laughs> nice. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it actually, I like the, the setting of the film, though, like, it doesn't play a huge factor, really, because you. This movie could have been. This movie could take place anywhere. To be honest mm -hmm. with you, it, it didn't matter. Um, but I, I think it just fit like the tone of it. They, it wasn't too bright outside most of the time. It's very fall type of weather. Um, I and I just, I think it fit really well with this movie. It was shot very well. Yeah, I mean, I, I have to agree with you. And you said you mentioned tone and how it wasn't really bright. I, I kind of like that about this movie. The fact that it was mostly cloudy half the time, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? That it was just kind of gloomy, you know, and that gives me kind of those vibes of a scary movie. It's almost like Sleepy Hollow-esque, you know what I mean? Like where it's just like gloomy all the time, you yes. know, it kind of gets you involved with the whole setting of the movie, with the whole like tone of the movie, you know, the fact that everything is just gloomy and things are everyone's trying to be happy but there's a lot of like fucked up shit happening underneath the surface um, and not even not including the ghost, you know what I mean? So like, I, I think the setting itself kind of like uh, played, played a factor in it too. Yeah. The setting definitely played a factor because like from the very beginning, you're seeing that the, that the actual season is an actor in this film. It's a paid actor in this film because you start off and it, it seems like it's the end of summer, early fall mm -hmm. where you're starting off where we first see 
like the protagonist of the film, which is the Dybbuk box. And then as it progresses, you start to see that the fall, which is it starts off as like golden colors. You see it's still you've got to wear a jacket, but it's still got leaves on the trees. There's still like fall colors around. But as the movie progresses, it gets darker. It gets more destitute. It gets just where to a point where you're just like, holy shit. Like Mother Nature is responding to what's going on with this family. Like as it starts to devolve into what it becomes with the little girl and the box and everything, mm-hmm. it just gets darker. The scenes get darker. You would think that he's in a brand new house with his daughters. Like he's showing this off. Still very dark. Yes. Like not a lot of lighting in his house. Most of it was coming from natural light at one point. The only time the scenes are truly lighted are when they're around these little girls, like his daughters, which are, I guess, supposed to represent purity, which is what the Dybbuk box likes. Right. So for me, the settings in this movie were just beautiful because even when he goes to Brooklyn, it's light, it's golden colored. It doesn't have that destitute white blue washed look that they have for most of the film. Yes. Even in the family's house, golden colors. As the little girl starts to progress, what happens to the house? It gets darker, which it had a ton of natural light and golden color and all sorts of things, but it gets darker. It gets more monotone. And then as it, you're just like, oh shit. And that's not something that most people would actually take note of, but it is a psychological thing. Mm -hmm. Like this movie fucks with you on so many levels. It's a fan. I love it. So good. So good. Yeah, I, I love the tone of it. I think it just it works because as the movie begins to progress, things do begin to change. And not many people would notice stuff like that. So for those that are listening, if you haven't seen the film, if you get a chance to watch it, check that out. You'll start noticing little things like that where the director did a pretty damn good job when it came to toning this film and filming it in general. Um, so, all right, cool. I like that we're all on the same page on that. Now let's get into the overall story. Now this, I'll start with this one because I have never seen a possession kind of film that was strictly with Judaism. It's mostly the Catholic church and Christianity and all of that type of shit. I've never really got into that. The first time I've seen this. So I thought it was really interesting that that took that route. And that's where we get to the Madness Yahoo and whatnot, which, you know, awesome um so and it was the the demon was technically polish like it's fucking insane the way they went with it i feel when i was watching it and and you know we'll obviously get a little more detail especially in this portion um at first it didn't know what it wanted to be that's that was the one thing that i actually kind of got a little worried when i was watching it was i felt that they were thinking like we want to be the exorcist but we don't want to be the exorcist and as you're watching it they're making exorcist turns and going oh fuck we went the fuck no make the we got we went right we got to go back left and that i feel comes from the acting and definitely the writing i mean the girl that plays uh emily or m um she tried to give that reagan vibe and it didn't work because she's not her she's not linda blair so you you even see it those moments like sometimes when she has the eyes open and she's just kind of staring like dead state like dead space staring i can see the director being like have you seen the exorcist yeah do it the way she did it instead of being like no do it a different way don't be linda blair because you're not linda blair she the girl um that played emily natasha callis I thought she was fine in it, but she reminded me of somebody like 
maybe where she was directed wrong. Um, and that's when you get like experienced people like <clears throat> Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who I thought was the best part of this film. He, he nailed it on every head, like is believable. You know, he, he has that monotone voice that just works. Um, but the kids were the kids got the other, the, the older one got annoying. I just, I felt she was way too much. Um, the mom was fine, but Kara said, said we kind of is like that. That's she's kind of like, she's there. She does her job and she gets the, she gets it done. But when it came to um, the story, I got confused on one part. Now, let me ask you guys if you if you got confused on this part too. So she has the demon inside of her, right? We see her looking in her mouth. You see the fingers come out, which, whoa, crazy. Then you got the other part when the moths go in her mouth, right? When was she possessed? Was she possessed when the moths went in or was it when the demons already, like, I don't know. What part possessed her? <clears throat> okay, so that confused me too. Um, but then I, I came back to it and I realized that as soon as she put the ring on, I felt like that's when the demon kind of like got her. Cause then as the movie kept going, you saw the ring finger, like just keep getting discolored yeah, black, as right, it yeah. got, as it got worse. So I'm thinking that the ring was the trigger out of this whole entire thing. Right. But I mean, who knows, right? I wanted to, I'm glad you mentioned that because when I was like, when it came to me, I was going to say the same thing. I got a little confused and I wanted to ask you guys that same question. Like when exactly did she get possessed? And if I was correct with the ring and like, it was just kind of all over the place, you know, for the first like hour of the movie, like it's just like, there was a lot of different things happening. They didn't know if they wanted her to be fully possessed or still trying to battle or like accepting it at one point, like I, I was just it, it was a, it was a, it was very confusing. Um, but maybe we can get the answers from Jade. Oh, definitely, because this is my wheelhouse. You know what I do, you know. And um, there is actually what they what they did in this movie, which is why I say it was so it, it's so subtle with some of the things that it's just it's so good. There is a very big difference between demonic oppression and demonic possession. So being demonically oppressed means that you have outside, the demon is outside of you still, and it is oppressing you. It is trying to possess you. It is trying to take your energy. It is trying to take over. So when she put the ring on and opened up the box, mm -hmm. she became oppressed. It wasn't until the moths entered her that she became fully possessed. Okay. So that that they were trying to actually, and I, I think this is fantastic because the same thing did you mention the Exorcist. The same concept does actually happen in the Exorcist itself. Um, you know, she's not possessed immediately. Mm -hmm. She over time becomes possessed. This is what is the same thing that's happening to this little girl. And I like the spin that they put on it, where they made it Jewish. Mm -hmm. You know, where they took a, a spirit of Jewish mythology and they said, okay, well, what can we do with this? The other um, point that I wanted to say is that also directed by somebody who is Danish. Like, so he probably was influenced by the exorcist, but not like to a point where he was like, oh, okay, do that. But at the same time, don't do that. So I completely agree with you with some parts where the little girls were just like, <laughs> you're annoying me. No, but, but yeah. Being that I'm female, I, I was like, to, oh, I okay. To smack the older girl a lot. Yeah, yeah she was being a typical like, like. I want to call. I want to say that she's probably in the seventh or eighth grade, where her I sister is that. probably still in yeah. elementary school. Sure. You mm -hmm. know, so 
she's like all about, you know, <laughs> oh my God, boys, and I want to be popular. And the little girl's just trying to be a little girl, mm-hmm. which is probably why the demon went for her and not her sister. Sure, sure. That, that makes sense. Uh, I will mention one scene that I... I was rolling. I was I was laughing hard. So when she does get possessed by with the moths, right? You can you can see it's a sound stage and it's mainly because when she gets possessed, it goes in, the moths go in her mouth, she falls to the floor, and then in like milliseconds you hear um, and you see Jeffrey Dean Morgan coming out of the shadows. And I, yeah. I saw that. And I couldn't stop laughing because I was like, wow, that was like totally. He's just waiting on the side. Okay. And action. Fall. Enter, boom. Go. Enter me. <laughs> enter, go, go, Mr. Morgan. And he just comes fucking jetting in. The, but he's in like complete darkness that he comes out of. Um, it had me laugh really hard. And the part when they thought that he slapped her, which... Uh, power uh, tip my cap to the demon on that one. Some good yeah, ass yeah, moves yeah. there. Um, when the mom is just like, you this. like, that's what I mean when it comes to Kyra Cedric, like where you're just like, sometimes she pushed it. And that was a push moment where she's just like, you can't wait. And you're just like, wow. Like chill. The f- Even Jeffrey D. Morgan looked like, yo, chill the fuck out. Are you overacting? Yeah, right right? Like relax. Like, it's not that don't fucking you don't you ever oh, see me wow. again? Like, oh, shut, shut up, lady. Say, I feel like besides up. Jeffrey, he doesn't D. Morgan, look like a guy that would slap his of, kids. Right, right. Uh, besides Jeffrey D. Morgan, there was a lot of overacting. <laughs> well, yeah, because a lot of these people are not experienced really when it comes to the acting. Like Jade even mentioned, exactly. this is a lot of starting points for them. So you can you get that. I mean, Mattis Yahoo is not an actor, and he was one of the best ones there. Yeah, he he, he pretty much played himself, best. though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, he was when we first meet him. He's listening to music. I think he's he just sitting there, just chilling, he's jamming, and he's sitting there jamming. rapping and shit. So, and it works because you're like, oh, because I remember when when it, that scene was coming, I was like, where's the fuck is Mattis Yahoo? And then you have, and I'm like, oh, there he is. Like, you know, of course they're gonna give him that little shine of moment to say, you, you can listen to one of your songs and kind of rap for a little bit. Cool, thanks. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Have, have you seen what he looks like now? No, not he is not Hasidic anymore. What? Yo, Google it right now. Like he, <laughs> so he's got like silver hair, no beard, no curls. He's wearing t-shirts, jeans, white uptowns. Like he completely dropped the religious gimmick uh, for him. It's in. I was shocked when I seen it, and it's been a while actually from what I was reading that he just nah he doesn't do it no more. I guess he found what he was looking for when it came to the religion, and he dropped it. It was called a lot of money. He got a lot, a lot of money, and because he was told he can't use it on Saturdays, I think he got pissed. He was very angry about that. It's possible. So, uh, are there any other like? Parts of this movie that really like stood out to you, maybe something you liked, something you did it. He look does yo doesn't he look like like he's trying to be uh, what's his face, Macklemore? Yes, he has like <laughs> purplish hair, like like silver weird. purple. He's weird. not like Jade, not like Jade. What's wrong with purple? Not like Jade. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. But it's like black. St- like some of it's still his regular color. Some of it's white. And then, like, some of it's just, like, weird purple. It, it, and then I mean, he just looks weird without a beard. I think it. it I think it's the beard. 
Yeah, probably the absence of beard because I have noticed that pe- that that men when they have a beard sometimes they're attractive and then as soon as they shave, completely no. different person. Completely di- like, who are you? Do I know you? Ew, go away. She's no. Like, Ew, you you look nasty. As someone like, who yeah. has deemed both, um, I know. Um, yeah, me too. I would know. Yeah, but but I gotta say, it doesn't go for me. <laughs> it doesn't go for me. It does, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean. It, what I really liked about this movie is that the attention to detail about it, um, like the detail, like, yeah, all right, fine. We can all, I'm sure all of us can agree that the plot, it, it was okay. It was good. For a story, it was good. I will say this um, before you continue. I did like the fact it wasn't a rinse and repeat. Yes. It's, uh, a lot of possession films are very much the same. And this obviously brings up the fact of it being a Judaism, but it could all be the same shit. Like, I, and the way you put it actually was very interesting of how like the demon technically starts by being attached to you and then eventually tries to possess you, which eventually it does conjuring. Um, and they mm-hmm. did a great job with it too. And that's, that's the way you can look at it where you really sit there and you go, okay, this is not the same shit. It's not the same, uh, a, B, C, D and continue on. This gave me more of a, we're going to start from a, but we're going to get to L a little faster. Uh, so it yeah. took it took a different I mean, turn, and I like that. I did like that about the film. Um, so that that's definitely a plus in in my yeah. book. I mean, however, Jay did mention that even in The Exorcist, they did have the whole um, you know before possession yeah. they were attached to you. But this The you Exorcist I mean? is the bread and butter. You know, that's right, this is right. where it comes from. It's like here's the fucking you know here's the bread and butter. What can you make from it? And this movie went well. We'll take it. We're going to use it, but we're going to take it a different route. And I like that. And most possessions. Well, the director even did cite that The Exorcist was a major influencer on his film. It's very obvious. Very, very obvious, too. That is definitely. Like, he he cited it completely when he was interviewed. Because believe it or not, this movie was never really originally released into theaters. It was released at a film festival. Correct. That is right. So when it had a mixed review. At the film festival, they decided Lionsgate, which was the one that actually produced the film, they actually decided to put it into theaters and see how it does because they were like, okay, well, this was okay at the film festival. Let's see what the general populace thinks. Mm-hmm. Audiences so far have been pretty positive about this movie. Even now, it's a 10 year old movie. Yes. It's actually, its anniversary is coming up at the end of August, August the 1st, yes. and it will be officially 10 years old. Yes. So, it made I, I mean, very good money too. It, I mean, the budget was fourteen mil. It made eighty two point nine million dollars. Yeah. That's good for this kind of film that you would think wouldn't make that kind of money. You know, well, you would think it would be like, kind of uh, lower. I also feel like uh, because it had the PG thirteen um, rating, it it allowed more um, well, more young, viewers. Yeah, yeah, more more viewers to go to the movies and watch it. You sure, know what I mean? this movie is date PG-13. nights for like you know what I mean. Date nights for like the kids in high school and shit like that. Absolutely. Like, you know what I mean? So that's where they ranked up a lot of the money. And that's why a lot of horror movies go to the PG-13 yeah. um, like ratings because they want to rack up all that bread, you know? Sure. So. And uh, Plus also there's a- not a lot of like actual gore uh, right, in this you film. Yeah. You know, so the, you can't give it a rated R rating because there was um, there was no nudity. No yeah. nudity. At all. There is no nudity. There is very little blood. Um, it was implied violence, which falls directly under the PG-13 rating. Mm-hmm. So no they, they, they lucked out with that one. Yes, I agree. This is a uh, a typical perfect example of a PG 
a PG-13 rated horror film. This could have been PG if it wanted yeah. to. If it backed it down a little, because scary imagery. <laughs> the cursing. Yeah, the cursing and a lot of scary imagery, which will throw you off. But I mean, then again, don't forget, the Poltergeist was rated PG. Just saying. Yeah, but that's that's in the golden age. Exactly. <laughs> like, we can't talk all, about the golden age they anymore. Yeah, they didn't with have PG ratings. PG-13 back in the day. And I mean, Jaws was rated PG. I mean... <laughs> You know, that's what I'm saying. There is gore in in that, especially at the end. But we're not yeah. talking about that. Um, one thing I want to talk about, um, and we all have agreed on this, the last 30 minutes of this film, the exorcism um, is phenomenal. It's absolutely fantastic. I was so invested in that entire scene when she fucking grabs him and then she fucking flips up and you see that face and you're like, whoa, fuck you, you know? We're not getting to some fuck you movies, but that was a moment where like, oh, punch her in the, f- as hard as you can, punch her in the fucking face. Like, he punch has the a Torah, smack her in the face with it. Like, he even says, that's not your daughter. The fuck her up then. Seriously, exactly. Beat her ass. Like, that shit is crazy. What did you guys think of that? Again, the final 30 minutes of this film. Mr. Malave, did it Did it grab you on? Did it say, yeah, let's go? Yeah, man. I, I guess I was, um, everyone kind of waits for the climax, right? Always. Um, me, this in, in this in this movie, I was kind of like, all right, get to it. Get to it because, like, I need I need something. Show me something. And they they showed it. They, and, 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 and it hit. Like, especially if she's in the, when, when, uh, when the little girls is there and it gets red and she's just like, you say, I forgot what she was saying, but I was like, that, that's kind of creepy. That's kind of creepy. Like, yeah, you got it. You definitely got it. Um, and yeah, I thought, you know, of course, you know, you want to see more, you always want to see more. And then like, it just like, boom, it ended. And it's just like, oh, really? Like, you know what I mean? I had a little issue with the ending, even though it didn't really end because we all know Mafis Yahoo got fucking smashed. Um, yeah, he got crushed. He died. <laughs> he got fucking smashed. Um, but yeah, man, I, I I enjoyed it. I thought it was a nice, uh, quick little throw ride. Um, it's like getting on a roller coaster and it ends in 30 seconds, but it was actually a really good 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and, and yeah, that's how I felt. I felt like, um, you know, they they hit the mark when it came to like when she's actually possessed and they're trying to like get her out, you know, um, you know, I, I think they, they hit it there. They definitely, um, hit a, hit a home run there. Yeah. All right. Jade, what'd you think of that? Uh, the final 30 minutes of this film? I mean, that's no secret this whole time we've been talking. It's obvious that I really like this movie. So mm-hmm. for me, it's not just no. the last 30 minutes, but, um, no, the last 30 minutes are definitely just, on point with this where it's like okay we've been building up we've been building up we've been building up like give me my climax please sir like wow give it you know we've been denied enough give and then honestly this film just went oh you want it oh you you want it now okay bam and it just goes from zero to 75 in less than 3.2 seconds the same way that the king of Kaa does in six flags it's amazing and granted yeah the ride didn't last as long as maybe we would have liked it to but it was intense enough where you're sitting there going, okay, I went through like almost 92 minutes of, oh, 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 shit. Oh, no, no. Punch that girl in the face. Just, no, no, no. Like, how many times would we sit there and be like, no, throw our hands up and just walk out of the room? I mean, she walks into the, she literally runs away into a morgue. She does. Yeah. A morgue. And you see all the dead bodies just sitting there. And I'm going like, 
That's not proper morgue procedure, but okay. <laughs> Just start catching. That's probably her fuck you movie. That's Jade's fuck you movie right there. We're not yeah, into it yet. That, 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 that really we're was, not, though. Jade's fuck you movie. Like, yeah. I'm not yeah, okay that, with No, that, 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 that definitely wrong. was. I'm just like, are you kidding me? But okay. But also, like, this, the last part of the film was actually filmed in British Columbia at a, at a um, uh, abandoned mental hospital. Oh. Like, that was an actual mental hospital that they filmed that at in British Columbia. So I'm just sitting there going, <laughs> okay, this is really good now. And yeah, there were the, the last 30 minutes, I'm, I'm going to say in the last 30 minutes is where you really see the exorcist influence with Jeffrey Dean Morgan beating the crap out of the little girl and screaming, come into me, come into me, leave her alone, which is exactly what they did yes. in the exorcist. Mm-hmm. And he even had the same kind of hair. Yes, as, he did. Yeah. The he did. He did. And then, the, like, the only thing that they, they, obviously, they switched it up a little bit because, like, you know, he's now inside of Jeffrey D. Morgan. Mm-hmm. Well, and, 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 like, you know, creepy, creepy, whatever. And then everybody realized, oh, shit, no. The only thing that annoyed me the most about the last 30 minutes, though, was the screaming. Like, the little girl's screaming. That bothered me. Yeah. Like, it, it was just like, okay, we get it. It was really annoying. We yeah. get it. Yeah. Like, hey, you're 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 a little siren demon banshee bitch. Like, shut the fuck up, please. <laughs> like, give me more scary, less kind right. of thing. You know, like yeah. th- that was that that was the only thing in the last thirty minutes that pissed me off. I agree. <laughs> I think that's too much sometimes. You know, when they and they always it, it's it's a trope. They always do that with the little girls. They're like, okay, mm-hmm. now scream really loud so you pierce people's ears. Like, you don't need to do that to be scary like i do love the the part um when they think everything's okay and then mattis yeah who comes in and he's just like nah that was too easy like some something's not right here and then when he does the abiso, abiso, and then the way you see jeffrey d morgan's like leg go limb his arm goes limb and you're just like nice here it comes and then yep. we get to see a beasel he comes out of or she i think it's a she comes out of uh, jeffrey dean morgan um and then they flick fucking lights on you the epilepsy shit instead of just showing me the stuff i get it budget but you're just flicking lights and then finally you get that one jump scare sort of and you're like mm, ugly and then he just goes get back in the box and he it goes in the box, and it goes in the fucking and it just go- box. Well, that's but I guess that's the point. What's, what's in the box? It's a Beazle. He's in the box, or she's in the box, and he is ugly. And it's like a little. Ch- it looked like one of those like children, nasty fucking like gross. It looked disgusting. Well, it's supposed you to. Know. I know it's supposed to, but it, I I was hoping for more scare, less you. Like you know, yeah. I, wanted, I was more like you uh, like that. You got hair. You need to, you know what? All right, Gollum. It gave me a Gollum vibe. Gollum was silver <laughs> and uh, <laughs> really wet. It was just brah. You're just like hello. You were more scary in the MRI, which great scene by the way. The MRI yes. scene, great scene. Um, then yeah. this goes in the box, and I think Matt, you mentioned the ring, right? Mm-hmm. And um, the ring plays a huge factor in this because, as you mentioned to Madison, who gets killed at the end, he gets fucking ran over by a, he gets hit with a fucking semi truck. And what I noticed was he finds the ring because the ring yep. falls. They focused on that shit. They focused on the ring falling off the girl's finger. And then at the end, when a goes back into the box, 
he sees the ring and he picks it up, but he never puts it back in the box. Mm-hmm. Interesting uh, little choice of there because if he would open the box, then we're you know we're back to square one again. So now this ring is still is was in his possession. Is that why he was killed? Possibly. I mean, I I I mean, this is an open ended question, right? We're just like kind of spitballing. I feel like yeah. the the ring is kind of like the conduit. In a way, I know the box is like what opens up and that's what keeps it in there. But maybe the ring, it's kind of like the it's kind of like the mark. Like if you put the ring on, you're marked and that's the person they're going to target kind mm-hmm. of shit. OK, you know what I mean? Um, but again, like I, I I don't know. There's so many questions and I don't know if they're, that's a good thing or a bad thing in this movie, because like like you said, it just kind of end. It goes back in the box with no like. With no trouble. It was just like, all right, my bad. Uh, you know what? I did fuck up a little. Let me just go back in the box. We'll see what happens. I'm sorry. Yeah. My bad, yo. I'm sorry. I know. I, know. I'm I should have never went into Jeffrey Dean after the baby. So like, sorry. my bad, bro. Let me just. I was just trying I'll to get, live, you know, have a good know, time. Just, I wanted to coach basketball. I was just I was just trying to fuck things up. I, that, that's it. You know, I love moths. <laughs> my bad. I didn't mean to do that. Jade. The ring, okay? If anybody would know when it comes to objects that could be used for certain things, it's you. Now, that ring, they focus on that ring. Like I mentioned, you know, they focus on the ring falling off. They focus on Mattisiah who picking up the ring, and then obviously we know he dies. Do you, or do you agree, like what Matt was saying? Is that the main thing? Is that what is Abizu's thing? Okay, so um, I'm going to bring you guys back to somewhat the beginning of the movie. Bring it back. Where when we first open the box where remember if they they mention there's no visible seam so jeffrey dean morgan actually has to force open the box for m to be able to look inside and now here's the thing the box itself did not just contain one container in there it had several it had several containers and she was going through all of those special containers and it each had a piece that we see come out in the movie we had um the tooth we had the hair we had the moth and we had the ring that came out Mm -hmm. so also now fast forward to after the forced ritual which made abizu get out of everybody and go back into the box you see them putting pieces of themselves into the box but we never see the ring go back into the box right right so I think that was an oversight by Matisyahu's character, and that's probably why, because it has now, it's not sealed away completely. It's not a complete seal. And even then, even like, again, I'm going to bring you guys right back to the beginning with the old woman. That box was completely sealed. There was no way that that demon could get out. How was it able to do what it did to her? It fucked her up. It fucked her up. So honestly, I don't think so much that it was the ring itself. While the ring is a conduit in the movie, I don't believe that at the end the ring had any more power. It was the okay. box itself that had the power because he had the box right next to him. He did. It wasn't even covered in a sacred in his little sacred like sash thing. Mm-hmm. It wasn't protected. It was literally just there. Yeah, just right there. And um, if you remember when he first went into the Jewish temple to talk to Matis Yahu's father, when he took it out of the duffel bag, how everybody was just like yeah, and like back. jumped back as far as they could mm-hmm. because they knew the kind of power that that just the box and what was inside of it could do. Right. But at that point, the uh, Abizu was already inside of the little girl, so it didn't have the power, but mm-hmm. they didn't know. Right. 
So I don't think it was just the ring, honestly. Um, but that's just me. That's just my fan theory. I don't think it was just the ring. I think it's the box itself. Okay. That, that, I mean, that makes perfect sense. I mean, as we know, uh, the box, nothing, nothing happened to the box after it got smashed. Well, after no. by, the car got smashed, um, and we, yeah, and we he hear got it. smashed, and then we hear the whispering again, and that's how the movie ends. It's in yeah. Polish too when they when they say it, and it means "I will eat your heart." <laughs> it now little Nikki just playing. I will I'll eat, your, eat heart. your heart. <laughs> yeah, that would have been fantastic. Okay, yeah. Cool. So that's the film right there. That's pretty much, you know, we didn't want to get into too much spoils because, you know, we do want people to watch these movies. So before uh, we close up and do some more stuff, I want to ask standouts, uh, final thoughts. Mr. Malave, first time watching the film, what was your standout of the film and what is your final thoughts of the movie? All right. Well, my standout has to be Jeffrey Dean. I mean, I, I, he's um, he carried this film. Um, I felt like all the the scene where you we mentioned it where where the ghost is smacking the shit out of the daughter and he's just like scared out of his mind and he's like no it wasn't me like he goes to his older daughter I was like ah oh, Jeffrey Dean yes You're like thank you you know what I mean you're holding this shit together you know what I mean and uh, yeah I mean watching the movie for the first time I you know I love us uh, some scary movies this is why we are doing this show um and yeah man I, I I was waiting for the climax I felt like it kind of just ended um and then of course we get the open ending like a lot of horror movies do they keep it open for literally everything and for your mind to play tricks on you so I mean overall I I enjoyed watching the movie and um yeah I, I Jeffrey Dean th- thank you for holding it all together Okay. Yeah, I agree. I think moths. he was fuck moths. <laughs> I agreed that Jeffrey D. Morgan is the glue to this film. I mean, I think if you replace him with another actor, this movie may f- fall down. It may not be as decent as it is because Jeffrey D. Morgan really holds it together. Does a really mm-hmm. great job when it comes to the emotional part. Again, he's a very great actor and he's a pretty good basketball coach as we find out. Um, and uh, Mattis Yahoo, it's just fun to say he's in a movie, you know, it's, it's just pretty fun. Um, my standout, uh, I have to agree, is actually Jeffrey Dean Morgan. And of course, it makes perfect sense. And uh, for someone that has never seen this movie, like I said, it was a slow burn a little bit. It, there was a little bit of boringness to it, at least in the beginning, yes. um, because it's a drag. And uh, Jade even mentioned this in, in the beginning. It is a drag. It's a it's what is it, Jade? It's a it's a grower, not a shower. Grower, not a grower, shower. not a shower. So it, it's it's one of those where you. You have to be willing to take the story in and maybe maybe take away some stupid shit that make you go, meh, that could probably have been done better, or meh, that's a little too much exorcist for me. And but when it hits, you know, when you finally get that pass, because they finally passed it to the left and they finally gave it to you, and you take the hit, it's a nice ride to the end. It's a fast ride, but it is a nice ride to the end. I mean, I enjoyed it, you know. Is it a film that I'm gonna pop in? Because um, I had to rent it too, because there was no way to fucking watch it, so I had to pay three ninety nine to fucking watch Sorry. this movie. Um, would I Sorry. rent it again? I wouldn't rent it again, but if I had an opportunity to own the film, sure, of course, I'd probably buy it because I like to have a collection anyway. Jade, you've seen this movie. Is it now? How many times have you seen it? Like roughly four. Okay, but, wow. I was waiting for like uh, you know a couple, few times. Four, perfect, uh, good number. So you have plenty of final thoughts in that sense. This is the fourth time you've seen it. Did it change? Did anything change that you watched in a little bit of a different eye because you want to watch it like a newbie? Well, I actually, um, thanks to 
this today, this podcast, I have not actually watched the movie in several years. So I had actually forgotten a lot of the actual movie itself. Like, okay. thanks, ADHD ring for basically just saying, oh, you don't need that file anymore. Delete. Yeah. So, um, but I do remember, I had remembered, obviously, the movie and how good it. I, I thought that it was. And I was sitting there after I suggested it. And I was saying, oh, God, please don't let it to be trash. Please don't, please don't, like, let me have a memory that isn't real of this movie. <laughs> but thank the gods, it was good for, you know, and it was better than I remember because I did not. Being able to watch it again with a more critical eye, not just enjoying it, gave me the chance to really sit there and analyze the film and all the subtleties that I did not or maybe not have consciously picked up on before. Um, like the the music, the mood, the colors, the way that the actors play off of each other. And like all of it made a huge difference as I'm watching this movie. And honestly, I mean... Is it one of those movies that I'm going to sit there with my friends and say, hey, let's put this on? <laughs> no, it, it, it's definitely not. It's one of those movies that I might put in a lineup, sure. you know, like, hey, let's watch scary shit. Like, I'm going to put it in a lineup the same as The Conjuring, the same as A Haunting on Long Island or or the Amityville Horror House or or um, The Exorcist. I'm going to put it in a lineup of those kind of films Like, it's going to be there because it deserves to be there. Am I going to go out of my way to watch it on my own? No, not again. Okay. I, if I'm bored, maybe. Sure. You know, but I've seen it a lot. So that's probably why I'm going to do it that way. True. Yeah, yeah, very yeah. true. Very true. And of course, we'll find out at the end of this if it gets into the flick book. Um, so I like the way that you actually said that. Is it a movie? Like if you've seen it a bunch of times, is it going to be something that you need to pop in again? Probably not. But as someone that this is my first time seeing, like, I would have to agree. Is it something that I'm going to go run and go, oh, my God, I got to watch this again? No, but if I catch it somewhere, would I stop and watch it? It depends on the part. If it's in the beginning, I may be like, I'm going to come back in, like, 45 minutes. <laughs> and, and then I will be like, here we go, you know. But so, but, yeah, that's I, I think that was a great way to put it. So, okay, that is it. We have discussed the film, but now it's time to get into that awards portion. So we're going to start with... Sadly, Mr. Malave, we're going to start with your award, but this there's only one in this movie. There's only one kill. There's two. There's one. I mean, there's the teacher. And there's two. There's You're correct. I forgot about the teacher. Yeah. We didn't that because we didn't there's mention the it. Teacher she and falls then out the, the window. Boyfriend. Very good. Uh, the boyfriend doesn't die. Boyfriend didn't die. His just teeth fell out of his mouth. He didn't die. No, the, but Ma Mr. Malave is right. There is two. Mattis Yahoo. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. The, and the teacher. Yep. I forgot the teacher. That's my bad. Okay, so here we go. We're going to go Mr. Malave with your awards with Kill Him With Kindness. You have a choice of two. What's your favorite? <laughs> All right, man. Um, this wasn't as difficult as uh, previous episodes because we only get two. Um, and, yes, even though the boyfriend, when his teeth came out, I was just like, fuck, yeah, you need to die now. And then he almost died, but he didn't. And I was just like, shit, that would have been my killing with kindness. But um, it wasn't. So I have to say, as much as Matt, I can't even say his name, Matt is Yahoo, Yahoo, and he gets smashed by a fucking truck. We don't really get to see that much. And as you know, I'm a person that's been like just fucked up in the head and I need to see a good kill. So I got to go with the teacher getting her fucking shit kicked out of it and then getting tossed out the damn window or 
thrown uh, or she threw herself out the window. You know what I mean? Whatever you want to do. But we know it was a ghost. We got to go with that. I mean, when you get your hair pulled and you get fucking smacked the shit out of and you start bleeding through your eyes and shit like that. And then uh, you're scared out of your mind. And then out of nowhere, you're running towards this this window. and You don't know why. And then you die. Jesus Christ. If you're going to kill him, she was a kind teacher. So she has to get killed with kindness. All right. I mean, she it is a, a weird way to throw yourself out of a window backwards because she was <laughs> yeah, she exactly. fell backwards and, out of the window. She was pushed out of the window. Yeah, it's almost like um, you see the way she land. She didn't throw herself out the window unless she spun when she was falling. That's the only way that they would think. Oh, well, she probably fell out the window. But yeah, I don't she know. was like, doing she was doing 180s like for a trick shot. And then like in, a, in three seconds, she was able to spin her body around because yeah, it was just in school. So but OK, yeah. that's the kill him with kindness. Uh, going with the teacher's death. Very nice. Uh, we're going to move on to my award, which is I just a little scared because, you know, there's some movies that I watch and sometimes I get a little scared uh actually funny enough in this film i i got a little scared you know i jumped a little bit and uh it's actually when clyde or jeffrey dean morgan's character when he's looking for m and that's like jade mentioned with the morgue which obviously we all know they did not do it correctly so screw them for fucking that up um and when she comes from above like you know it's coming it's obvious the music stops it gets fucking quiet he's looking at his phone he's got the light on and then out of nowhere she kind of just dips down like a bat and she's just like ah! like i even sat there and i went oh you bitch now i would have punched her you know I because she was right there like he could have definitely decked her right in the face at that moment um just quickly just but bang. It, it was a it was a good jump scare uh moment though we kind of we, we knew it was coming but we didn't know if it was going to be her showing up on the side, her showing up just like it pops up. And then, no, she came from above, which was pretty cool. I would have probably liked to see if she was crawling on the wall and did that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like the the way they, they uh, filmed it. It, it. it caught me off guard. Again, I haven't seen it, so I, I, didn't, I didn't know it was coming. So at that point, I did just get a little scared. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Little and Paquito. Bit. Yeah, just a little pee came out. It wasn't like I was like, oh, shit, got to run to the bathroom. I was just like, oh, shit, fuck sorry you know it happens a little pp just a little pp it's it happens it happens all the time um but okay so that is our awards but we have one more left the big one the one where we look at the screen we look at our partners we look at our cats we look at our dogs we look at anybody in the world and then we stare right back and we scream fuck you fuck you movie fuck you movie fuck you fuck you so it's time. Fuck you, movie. What was that scene that made you say, fuck you? Could be many different moments. Could be something so stupid, something so freaky, something so scary that made you just go, no, fuck this. We're going to start with Jade because I'm very excited to hear what her fuck you movie is. She's seen it multiple times. Jade, what is your fuck you movie? To tell you the honest to God truth, you guys thought that it was the scene in the morgue. It's not. Okay. My fuck you movie is... How were they able to take a girl who had just had a seizure and all sorts of tests in a hospital that is filled with doctors and nurses and people into an abandoned room to do an exorcism with all this craziness happening in an active hospital? What? What? No. You stop it. Stop (laughs) that right now. Stop it. (laughs) Like... 
what? No, like, where's the security guards? Like, how did nobody see this family taking a little girl with a freaking Hasidic Jew priest into a basement with a pool of water sure. that just comes out of nowhere? Like, oh, I have a pool in the middle of my hospital. Like, yay. And it's abandoned. Woo. Like, what? It's therapy. Sure. <laughs> sure. That's a pretty good one. I like that. I love that. She's like, no, stop it. <laughs> stop that. And you <laughs> know what? You, I didn't even think about that. That's a really good point. There was nobody around. Fuck you! Nurses do rounds. It's prime time. Every section of a hospital is covered with at least someone. Like, come on! Like, seriously, like, how did we not see the security guards to get into the morgue? Right. Stop it! And it's not like they tried to hide it. They just picked her up, and he was just carrying her. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Not even in a wheelchair. Proper procedures were not. Stop it! Stop it! (laughs) Just no. They didn't even try to like put a like a coat on to look like a doctor. Very good. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, right. They didn't even try to pull like that cartoonish type of thing where well, let's pretend we're doctors because, oh, no, we're taking her down for surgery and then, you know, go do all that. No, absolutely. They just picked her up and took the ele- it took a fucking elevator. You know, they have cameras, by the way, in hospitals just throwing. It oh, out and, and no one else is going to stop. At the, you try and tell me no one else is trying. to. Yeah, call nobody else. Elevator. Like, hey, going down, going down. Sorry. Like in every hospital I've ever been to to get to certain floors, you need to have a key card mm. or access. Like, and I'm pretty any- sure the morgue is one of the. Yeah, pretty sure. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. You can't just have random people going down in the morgue like, hey, look, there's a dead guy. (laughs) Oh, hey, look, look at all these dead people on our slabs. Would you like to touch them? Like, no, no, stop it. Nice. No, (laughs) that is a good a good fuck you movie, Jade. Uh, Mr. Malave, let's hear your fuck you movie. Oh, man. You know what I mean? There was a few. And I didn't think of that one, Jade. And it's fucking great. And fuck you, movie. But you know what else? I'm going to take it in this way, right? I'm going to take it this way because there there was this one part, and I alluded to it earlier. It was a little foreshadowing. And I said, fuck you, moths, and fuck moths. You want to know why? Because that scene where he opens the door to the M's room and all the fucking moths are all just chilling around and she's just sitting down on the bed with not even looking. She's just there, not even reacting. I'm just like, fuck you, movie. First of all, the little girl's not reacting. Obviously, there's something wrong. Where have all the moths come from? Obviously, there's something wrong. It's not like you're infested with moths. You knew about the house before the kids even gotten there. So you got to see if they, you were infected with moths, they would have showed up. Especially those big fucking shits, all right? Then I don't know where you open this up and the moths are all over and they're all just all on her and, and he's calling her. She's not answering. You trying to tell me that you didn't think there was something wrong then? No, you have to wait until later on. You're not going to mention it to her mom that she fucking the moth whisperer or some shit. <laughs> Fuck you, movie. All right, this is stupid. That shit could have ended right there. They were like, give me that goddamn box. All right, you're not getting this shit back. Like, this is some stupid fucking shit. Fuck you, movie, for allowing the girl to just chill with moths and Jeffrey D. Morgan to be so stupid and not mentioning anything about moths flying around in the fucking room and then out of nowhere just disappearing. Where'd they go? Where'd they go? Fuck you, movie. Yeah, right. definitely. Because I would have taken a flamethrower to that room. I don't care. Yeah, like, for real. Like, yeah, they came out and then he's talking to the pest control guy. Like, all right, yeah. Oh, inf- infestation. Yeah, no shit. There's like 2,000 moths in that one room. Yeah. Like, you're infested <laughs> now, stupid. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. I like that fuck one. That's you, a good, man. Fuck that's a you. good fuck you movie. Now, my that's not my fuck you movie. Yeah, that's uh, both you guys had a uh, great fuck you movies. Uh, my fuck you movie actually is when they're giving her the MRI. 
uh, when they're giving the MRI and it's zooming in and zooming in and zooming in and zooming in, and then you see the the face, the head, oh, yeah. the the body, and it just turns and looks at the camera, which again it made me laugh because it's just kind of looking like looking at to get like, oh my god, it's Where taking a I? picture of me. What the fuck's going on right now? Why do I feel radiation? Like what's going on? And I say fuck you because when that thing fucking turns and looks at the camera, nobody reacts except the fucking daughter and the fucking mother. The doctors aren't saying a fucking word. They're just like, what's that? Nobody goes, um, miss, there's a person in your fucking daughter's chest and it looks like Gollum. What's going on in there? It's freaky and it's scary and I don't like it. So first off, go fuck yourself movie for even thinking of that because Great, uh, great job of even coming up with an idea like that. But holy shit, if I would have seen that, if I was a doctor, I'd have been like, you know what? I have been uh, up for too long. I am so tired. I'm seeing a person in your daughter's stomach. That's fucking weird. I got to go and just start bouncing. Like, I'm done. Fuck, fuck that shit. What is wrong with you? How dare you fucking continue the MRI with that fucking thing in there and thinking to yourself, there's something wrong here. No shit, there's a fucking person in her. Look like she had a baby, like a, thir- a, th- a three-year-old child in her stomach, just like, hello. <laughs> Just sitting there, just not like pushing around. It was was just kind of chilling. Like he's just kind of holding on. He's looking around and like you look. Oh, hey there! Like I would have been living to the wave afterwards. Like what are you like? We got nobody calls. Like I don't know the police or something, or just you know I don't know another doctor being like, hey, maybe your daughter needs surgery because there seems to be a person inside of her. Like you know, no one thought of this. They just went, wow, you know what? We're done for today. We're going home. I'm going to go home to my wife. Excuse. We're going to run more tests. Run away. More chest of things start looking at you and it screams. <laughs> what the fuck? And then they just like, like, oh, no, come on, baby. You're fine. No, you're not. You have a person inside of you. She needs. She just needs dinner. We'll, we'll run more tests tomorrow. She needed dinner. I mean, she ate a lot in that movie. <laughs> yeah, just so, raw meat. Yeah, but I'm going to say fuck you for that MRI scene because fuck that. I don't know what to deal with that shit. Fucking, I work too hard to be fucking and become a doctor to do MRIs, and that's what I fucking see. Nah, I'm you know I'm gonna I'm gonna be a garbage man or something. I'm never gonna see shit like that again. Yeah, yeah. Fuck you. So fuck you. So that's our fuck you movies. Of course, like you like we said, you know, we looked at the screen, we saw these scenes, and we screamed. Fuck you. Fuck you, movie. Yeah. Fuck you. Fuck you. All right. Just stop it. Just stop it. Stop it. Cut (laughs) cut your shit out, movie. Don't fuck out. Don't fuck out of here. Fuck out of here. Now it's time to get into some nitty gritty, into the fun part of our show, because Jade, you have an opportunity to win $100. Brought to you by the second All round right. in the flick book. Because really? you, yes, awesome. Yes, because you're playing our new game show, which is called Money for Nothing. The price is wrong, bitch. The price is wrong, bitch. The price is wrong, bitch. 
All right, let's get into it. So we're playing a Price is Right game. Jade, you are going to be going up against none other than the music man himself, Mr. Malave. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So just let's like go. this is how the game works. It is a numbers game. It could be about gross. It could be about rankings. It, I could be asking you, what's 50 times 25? I'm not going to do that. It has to involve the movie itself. So we ask that. Nobody cheat, please. No reason to Google or nothing. It's all off the top of your head. Take a wild guess. Jade, if you get it on the head, on the mark, you win $100. Courtesy yep. of the second yep. rounds in a flick book. And hopefully, Mr. Malavi, it stays in our bank account. That is your job, Mr. Malavi, to make sure that that money stays in the second rounds bank account. Do not give me any more stupid fucking answers and pay attention to the question, sir, because I really will not be giving you another shot this time. I, I will try. You know I can't work well under pressure. I know, you're Especially horrible under pressure. But don't forget, this numbers. is also a Price is Right game. So, Jade, if you think Matt's a little high, you could say $1 and just win the game in general. But again, you don't win the 100 unless it's right on the head. Sound good? Sounds good. Let's fucking go. Let's play She's Money for Nothing. She doesn't but, know the question yet. She's already thinking. Well, that's that's good. She's on her toes. Let's play Money for Nothing by Dire Straits in the background because we need that game show music. All right. Here's your question. Now, this movie, The Possession, is ranked on the all-time domestic box office for PG-13 movies. Just in case if Mr. Malavi doesn't understand what that means, all the PJ... P, look, see, I'm starting to talk anymore. All the PG-13 movies ever made, ever made, and, and this is current, okay? You need to tell me the ranking. What rank is this movie? All-time domestic box office for PG-13. We stressed before, is a PG-13 rated film. You need to tell me what rank it is. I'm going to give you a little time to think about it. That's a lot. <laughs> All time. Every single PG-13 movie. That's including every single fucking genre, everything. All righty. Shit. Gave you guys a little time to think about it. Okay. We're going to start getting into our answers now again. This still is the price is right, but you can't win $100 unless you get it on the head. We're going to start with, I'm sad to say this, but Mr. Malave. All right. You need to tell me what is the possession ranked all-time box office PG-13 movies. Go for it. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say 23,463. Third. 63rd. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Jade, what do you got for me? Um I'm gonna say based on how I know it did in the box office, I'm gonna say 154. 154. Out okay. of all PG thirteen movies. Anyway, anyway. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. So I'm gonna let you guys know right now. Nobody won the 100. <laughs> okay. However, somebody did win. Somebody did win the Price is Right or the Price is Wrong, bitch. And it's okay. not Mr. Malave. All right, yeah. It's not at all Mr. Malave. Jade, you are the winner. Though 
The all right. So the answer actually is seven hundred and thirty-five. Okay. 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 But Mr. Malava, you are fucking over. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Twenty-three thousand four hundred and sixty-three. At least Jade gave a decent number for a shot. I mean, she's off, but at least it's. At least she's stuck in it. Wow, twenty three thousand, huh? Yeah, yeah, twenty three thousand. Holy There's shit! There's a lot of thir- PG thirteen movies out there. In there the yes, there is, but wow, that uh, <laughs> that's fucking a stretch. So holy shit. Okay, well, <laughs> oh wow, well, Jade, congratulations, you get yourself a point. With the prices right, only me and you have won the prices right game. Mr. Malavi, still not a winner. But sadly, you did not win the hundred dollars because the price was wrong, bitch. It's okay. Hundred dollars would have been nice. I could have used it for some Phoenix Gate stuff, but hundred dollars. Cool. You still can come back and have another opportunity to win. Now you know how the game works a little bit. You could be prepared. I'm not going to tell you where we get our answers from, but because uh, then you might cheat. I don't cheat. No one cheats over here, Mr. Malave. We know definitely doesn't cheat. No, Twenty-three thousand four hundred and sixty. I don't know shit. Congratulations, Mr. Malave. It's better than 98 million. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wait, exactly. I'm sorry. What? You gotta listen no, no, to the no, faculty you episode. You gotta have to listen to that one. That one <laughs> was pretty rough with that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll actually tell you, Jade. It was, uh, let's see, the, the faculty came out on December 25th of, of 1998. The question was on, I think it was. April 23rd, the weekend, the weekend of April 23rd, how much did it make? And Matt said $98 million. The faculty. The faculty, which, by the way, in total, only made like 45 or $48 million. I was about to say, that was one of the biggest cinema flops of like all horror time. Well, not exactly. It it, it made a lot of money compared to what it was. I mean, the faculty is yep. a great fucking movie, but... Barely made back its budget, though. Yeah, but it's because yeah. nobody... It wasn't one of those movies people rushed out to see. It wasn't like, wow, we got... That became... It's like Hook, you know? Like, a lot of people shitted on it, but then it became a cult classic. And that's what the faculty really is. It became... Fair. They did that to the never-ending story as well. Sure. That's another good one, that name drop on that one. Yeah, it didn't work out in the theaters, but when it came to VHS and whatnot, you know, people... And television, people started to watch it more and actually enjoy it more. Well, that is it. We are done, but we're not completely finished. Because there's one more thing we have to do. One more thing. We need to determine, does the possession get into the flick book? Again, it has to be unanimous. So we're going to start with our guest, the first lady of the second rounds, Jade Phoenix from the Phoenix Gate. Jade, are you? Is this a movie that a non-average horror movie viewer should or a newbie should watch at least once in their lives? Or could they skip it? No, it's definitely something that I believe that they should watch at least once. Um, it, it's it's definitely a gateway movie. It, it, it definitely is one of those movies that will introduce you to some of the, I want to say, worse. I don't say worse in the term of how they're bad movies. I mean worse where they're just, you're going to be watching it and just being like, no, 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 this is too scary. Don't want to watch it. This is definitely like your gateway movie for that. Okay. So I, I, I think it should get in, yeah. All right, so that's one for yes. And I'll go next. I'll save Mr. Malave for last because I usually go last. Um, I was on the fence. 
to be honest with you. I was completely on the fence. I told both of you before we even started, I've, I'm a little on the fence. I'm not really sure where I want to go with this. Uh, I said I was going to decide when we were talking about it. Is this movie that a non-average movie viewer should watch? Now, would I say this is the best type of possession type of movie? No, there's plenty one. There's plenty of other ones that are better, of course. Obviously, we talked Exorcist, Insidious, Sinister, Mr. Malava. You've brought this up before. Um, now, it's 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 a little it's a slow burn. It's a slow burn, and but the ending is really good. Now, when I think of newbie, somebody that's like I don't, I've never really seen a possession film before. Is this a good way to start? Is this a good way that I can begin my uh, trip down to Horrorville, down to possession films? Uh, you know, at first I was thinking no. Um, I after talking a little more, getting more in depth, and discussing real detail, I'm gonna say yes. Actually, I'm gonna go with a yes on that because I think it's a good starting way. They may not like it, but there's more to come. You know, where you can say, "Here's a starting point. Don't worry, it gets better." You know, because some just because a movie's not great doesn't technically mean it shouldn't get in. It's just a starting point. It's a jumping point. You got to have put your foot. Get, uh, Jade, you said it. Get your toes wet. Get your foot wet. It's the best way to, I would say, get your foot wet. You know Jeffrey Dean Morgan. It's a, it's a face you'll remember. If you listen to music that well, you may know Mattis Yahoo. Most likely not unless the name pops up. But it's a decent start to eventually we can get somewhere and go, this is much better. But I also agree that if you've seen it once, you don't technically need to see it again. You've seen it, mark it off your fucking list, move on with your life. So I think, yeah, I think you should see it one time, and you'll be fine afterwards. Mr. Malave, it's up to you, sir. Okay, so I agree with uh, what you guys are saying as far as, you know, um, it's one of those movies that, sure, see it, see it one time, you'll appreciate it, and then you can move on, right? Um, and like you said, smooth effect, and one thing pointed out to me, like, jumped out to me when you were just like, is it the best uh, pos a possession movie? No. You you got way better ones, right? But start here, and if you even if you don't like it, it gives you something to jump off on, right? But it's almost like with the non-average horror person coming into a horror movie, we have to get them. We have to get them. And if they didn't really appreciate this movie and they didn't really like it, are they really going to continue watching another possession movie? Will they just give up? Most of the time, they're just like, ah, it's trash. I'm never going to watch a movie like this ever again. They're all going to suck. Right. So as far as watching it one time in your life, I got to say. No, you can skip this movie. You can skip it because guess what? When it came out, I skipped it. I didn't really want to watch it. And I am not the non-average horror guy. I I am fully invested in horror. It's my favorite genre. You know what I mean? So if 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 I was okay to skip it, I saw the movie and I appreciated the movie. We broke it down. There is some really good stuff in it. And Jade enlightened me with a lot of other stuff that I didn't notice in this movie because of her expertise and everything else like that. Because we are we are kind of like experts in the horror genre. But for the non-average moviegoer, horror moviegoer, right? Do I say watch the possession 
and you will be ready to watch any other possession movie? No. I'll say, like you name dropped, like we talked about off air, watch Insidious or watch, you know, any other, The Exorcist. Watch those movies and then you could come to me and talk to me and see if you like it or not. Those are kind of some of the movies that maybe I would put in front of The Possession. So for me, do I say The Possession goes into the flick book? I'm sorry. I enjoyed it. The last 30 minutes were great, but you don't have to really watch this one time in your life. I'm sorry. Okay, well, that's it, obviously. Uh, so the possession will not be getting into the flick book, but, you know, not every movie. Only two movies have actually gotten in so far. Mm-hmm. Um, but, okay, that's not a bad. I mean, I like the way you put it. It's a great reason why. You can't, can't be a hater on that, and this is it's how fair. the show works. This is how it works. It has to be unanimous in order to get in. That's why it matters more if everybody could agree. So, all right, that's it. Possession, you don't get in, but hey, if anybody listening is very interested in watching it, it's definitely a movie. Check it out if you have to. Just just yeah. check it out. You know, even if you are you like horror, oh, I've never seen it before, fuck it, watch it. You know what? Have yourself a good time. Last 30 minutes, again, it's fun. It's a great ride. It's short, but it's a great ride. It's an hour and a half. You you can right. It's not a long movie. It's not a a long movie. It's ninety two minutes of your life. Yeah, it's plenty of time. It's fine. Yeah, it's actually a a a decent time limit for for a horror film. So, uh, but that's it, guys. We are done, and now it's time to say goodbye. It's time to say sayonara. So we're gonna start with our guest, Miss Jade Phoenix. Say goodbye to everybody, and don't forget to plug yourself. Well, gentlemen, this was a pleasure. I love coming on here. This is fantastic. I've been listening to your episodes. I absolutely adore it. Um, Obviously, I'm the first lady of the second round. So anything the second rounds does, I listen. I pay attention to. And obviously, if you guys don't know, I am the host of the Phoenix Gate podcast. And we are actually going to be coming to you guys live at Tropicon. This month, um, August 20th and the 21st, we will be there. We'll have a whole table set up. I'm going to be podcasting live the entire time through our YouTube channel, through our Twitch channel. We're also probably going to be live on TikTok and um, maybe Instagram if I can figure out how to run all four platforms at once and not be laggy because I also don't know how the Internet's going to be. But that's a problem for tomorrow, Jade, not today. But yes, um, you can find us on every single social media platform as I just mentioned we're on facebook instagram twitch twitter you name it we're there we're on every single listening platform and we're actually we just we made it to episode 70 of the phoenix gate guys like we're closing in on number 100 we're doing big things big things i mean and um also personally i'm gonna say congratulations to mr malave because somebody's getting hit buddy congratulations my brother i it's gonna i'm so proud of so proud of you guys so happy for you thank you so much for letting me be here i love you (laughs) (laughs) well thank you jade for coming uh we love you and you did a great job um, not surprisingly and definitely everybody please check out the phoenix game she has been really revving that shit up uh she's doing some big things with it and i we're very proud of her we've she's been with us for a long time so it's great to see her doing big things Uh, mr malave Yes, um, big things, Jade. Jade, thank you so much. And uh, you're not far behind either. Actually, you're getting hitched before I'm getting hitched. Ooh, so congratulations dropping. to you, ma'am. 
Thank you, sir. <laughs> and look at us. So we, we, we found love in a hopeless place, you and I. And we still got time to do the Phoenix Gate and second rounds and the flick book as well. It was amazing having you on. Um, it was reminiscent of all the times back in the day. And uh, it's always a breath of fresh air to have you. Um, and uh, I will definitely see you soon. Um, and yes, the Phoenix Gate is is fucking great guys so listen all right um and me of course um it's mr malave aka matthew malave and i cannot wait until the next episode where uh we're gonna break down another horror movie and see if it actually gets in and i love the fact that it's only been two because it's an exclusive club and it needs to stay exclusive um but till next time everyone peace all right, thank you, Mr. Malave. Uh, and I agree with you. It is an exclusive club, the Flickbook Club, um, where not every movie is going to get in, but it's okay. We're having fun watching movies, and that's what matters. We're having a good time. Again, Jade, thank you so much for coming on. You're always welcome back. And this time, you could pick another movie. Maybe, maybe that one will get in. Who knows? Who knows? We never know until we finally uh, to sit down and talk about it and, of course, watch it. Uh, but, yes, uh, Jade, you will be at Tropicon. And what was that, August uh, 20th? 20th and the 21st. 20th and 21st. Out at the Hyatt on Long Island. Very nice. Awesome. And I personally will be at Phantasm Orlando August 20th doing a panel for the Flickbook. Me and Caitlin, who has been one of our guests, is going to come on and we're going to be talking paranormal activity that first one that piece of trash that shitty fucking movie the only good thing about it is the final 10 minutes yeah you're getting a sneak peek because when we're on that stage it is a rated r panel so there's gonna be beer there's gonna be a lot of cursing and i can't wait um i hope we can actually get mr malave involved on that one uh i'm gonna talk to them and see if i could for some reason get you to zoom in and whatnot um, or if not, at least get you on the phone. If I'll yeah, hook it up yeah. to it so we, we can get you there to talk. Uh, because got to talk about that film. So, again, guys. Oh, we got to talk about it. I got yeah, some yeah. I got some There's a fucking lot. grinds to pick. There's a lot to deal with that. So, But thank you guys so much for listening. Of course, you can find us, The Phoenix Gate, and The Second Rounds, every social media platform you can think of. You need to listen to our shows anytime or any place you can stream. We're there. You can listen Follow us all. Enjoy us all. We'll see you next week when we talk. Mr. Malave, you picked the next film. You oh, son yeah. of a bitch. You picked a movie that I fucking want to punch in the fucking nuts for because you picked. Go ahead. You could say it. Dead silence. sometimes we all go a little mad sometimes <laughs>